Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 312. This is being recorded on Sunday, October 27th, 2019. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hello. What's up, everybody? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy almost Halloween. This will be our last show before the... Sometimes I say it's my favorite holiday of the year. It's it's a it's a close tie for first. It's a tie. Really? How can you be a close tie? I'm not making any sense. It's a, basically a tie for first. So hmm. what's your first? I mean, it's a tie. So Christmas and Halloween, they're they're pretty equal for me, is what I'm saying. So are oh, you right dressing on. up as anything? No, not really. Are <laughs> oh, you not <laughs> for actual really? Halloween night? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I thought that's the point of liking Halloween so much is that you get into the whole spirit of it and, and, I, and all that. What were you thinking I was going to wear? I'm curious. Well, I thought you were going to do either Steve Zizou or the dude. The dude or Steve or the Death Eater. Or the Death Eater. Uh, these are all options. I dressed up as the dude the other night for our annual Halloween critical mass bike ride that happens here in Orlando. You did? So I did that. Uh, yeah, I don't really, I wasn't planning on dressing up that night, but hey, yeah, anything could happen. Well, I did see a, um, a picture in the background. Looks like the us jumpsuit is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my son's costume uh, and, uh, it's actually not for us, but it's funny cause almost immediately when I saw it and Michelle, I know immediately when you saw it. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. I have a feeling as he walks around trick-or-treating, that's going to be the immediate reaction. Of, yes. Oh, my God, he's dressed up as us. Did he watch that movie? Right. <laughs> it's, it's totally going to be the first thing people think about. Right. Until they see what is going to go on there, which is the little, like, badges you're going to sew on. It's going to say what he actually is. Yeah, but, but if, you're, if you're curious what, we, what we're talking about, I, yeah, I just put something on my Instagram story, and then I know it's now on the Flickr Effect Instagram story. Flickr underscore effect. Check it out. You can kind of see the, the jumpsuit in the background. Yeah, it's basically the us jumpsuit. It is. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And he has no yeah. idea. Oh, he has no idea. He has absolutely no idea. Well, because, yeah, we, we modeled. I had to hem the pants today. Mm-hmm. And uh, you went and grabbed a pair of shears slash scissors and had <laughs> we modeled him. Like, here, hold these like I this. Was like, I was like, hey, buddy, do me a favor. Just hold these like this for me. Could you? I'm going to take a picture real quick. And he was like, like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this? And I'm like, just just for a second. And he's like, OK, Michelle, you're super weird, but OK. Because he, <laughs> he has no idea what that movie no is. No idea what no I'm clue. doing. Funny picture. It's yes. a funny picture. I'm surprised you're all not going as that, as the family like kind of thing. At this you know? point, I'm kind of thinking I should get on Amazon and I and order David Buy and I some jumpsuits. Because you have two kids, because we had the right heights. I mean, the ages are swapped, but I would right. say the heights are the right. It would be funny. Oh. It, would it would be, be funny. Think both kids would have no idea what's mm. happening. They'd no. be completely like, why, why are we doing this? But it would be so funny. <laughs> Oh, it'd be so funny. Anyways. Especially because we'd also be trick-or-treating. We're, they're going to be trick-or-treating basically at Disney this year. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, How does that work? Uh, trick-or-treating at Disney. So there's a campground at, on Walt Disney World property, Fort Wilderness Campground. 
for those who don't know. And uh, it's a pretty popular trick-or-treating event that happens there. I mean, yeah. there's just so many people camping there that week. It's a popular week to camp there. It's a big and, week to camp there. Uh, two major times. I think there's just, in general, a lot of kids that are actually staying on the campgrounds that are trick-or-treating. And then I think there's also a lot of kids all over property that go there to do their trick-or-treating since they're on vacation that week or for right. whatever reason there. On Halloween, because like people will deck out their their campers, so, yeah. and I mean they'll make them all Halloween. People that take golf carts there will deck out their their golf carts with Halloween stuff. I mean, like it's like it reminds me a lot of trick or treating, like in the eighties, back in the old days when we used to walk around neighborhoods and stuff, and it was just you know like every dang house was decorated and everybody was just throwing candy at you, basically. Like when Halloween, I think was more in its prime. I feel like. That's what was happening. It's what happens there. It's pretty sweet. And it, yeah, from what I understand, every year uh, Disney has a really good version of the Headless Horseman that mm. not only runs down the parade route for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which happens at the Magic Kingdom, but then yeah, I, I understand he kind of makes a, a trek through the campgrounds. They it, entice, and it's a pretty awesome. It's a, yeah. it's a damn huge horse. It, it's a it's a Clydesdale. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that bad boy is a Clydesdale. It's huge, and then the headless horseman's a very large man. Right. Even without his head, it's yeah. a very large man. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty awesome. So anyway, my parents have a campsite there this year, so the kids are going to go trick or treating there. Trick or treating at Disney. So we should totally do the us costume. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. Mm. People would be so creeped out. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, they definitely would. <laughs> be so creeped out. It would be so funny. So how about that uh, boxofficemojo.com redesign? So did IMDb buy boxofficemojo? Is that what happened? Bobby yeah. would know. I think so. Bobby, what's yeah. the word? Yeah. I, I don't know about buying, I, but I do know that there is something there with IMDb Pro. Uh, being tied into Box Office Mojo. So I don't know if there's a parent company involved and decided to kind of intermix the two or if IMDb is its own thing and it actually did buy Box Office Mojo. But, yeah, you can see the similarities in the two. So apparently some of the the Box Office Mojo's more specialized aspects that you could dig deeper into Box Office analytics is been put behind sort of a paywall thing where uh, you can't access some of those things, but more the regular stuff is still available to see. And it has a redesign when you go to the website that has essentially updated the design ever since I think I've ever gone to box office mojo since like maybe way back in the nineties, I think. Uh, it's had the same design. So I think it was at least due for an upgrade in the design look of it. But uh, yeah, along with that comes some of the the functionality has been stripped down a little bit for um, regular users and then for people who pay and can see a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just, I, I get what you're saying. It needed a redesign and I would agree, but I was just so used to the other design. And since we all use it every week, especially because we're doing this box office battle. I was just so used to how to navigate the old site. So tonight right. I was getting stuff ready to talk about what we're about to talk about. And I'm like, wait, how do I find whatever week I need? And this is annoying. I just, I have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I bring it up because uh, let's let's start off by talking about our box office battle. Uh, Michelle and I were kind of touched on last week's quickly uh, when she and I did an episode. Of course, she and I completely forgot to put in our predictions that week. Oh, uh, I could have done it on Sunday. And you're like, no, no, that's cheating. And I'm like, dude, I don't pay any attention to any of it. So actually, it's not because I have no idea what's happening. Well, there are rules, Michelle. Well, now we've got rules. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, I don't pay attention to the predictions or anything like that. Like, really? The only time that I actually do is if, honestly, if Bobby or somebody sends out, oh, you know, such and such tracking for $120 million weekend, I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Right. But right. Anyways. Anyways. So, box office, well, that, you and I suck, and we th- didn't that, do that. That week, you and I didn't get any points, Bobby, and everything we're about to say, if any of you guys think, if I've got something wrong here, please correct me. But, uh, Bobby, you got five points that week. Yashi, you got two points. Um, that brought you up to 19 points, Bobby, and Yasha up to 10. I was at 21, and Michelle, you were at 11. Mm. So that was week six. So this is week seven. How'd it go? Box office uh, with our top five. So number five this week weekend was the new kind of smaller release. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say limited release, but smaller release. Uh, the movie Countdown was at mm-hmm. number five mm-hmm. with uh, about $9 million. Number four was Zombieland Double Tap with 11.6. Number three was The Addams Family with 11.7. Very very close together there. And then number two was Maleficent, Mistress of Evil um, with 18. I'm going to get this exact here. Then, of course, these are estimates. 18.537. And I I get so uh, precise there because number one was Joker with 18.9 wow so they number one and number two are very close number three and number four are very close hmm. we'll kind of see where the actuals fall in a couple of days but that's where we are right now with wow. the estimates so where does that put us uh let's see here um well yasha uh it doesn't look like unfortunately you got any points this week Sorry. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I feel like each week I'm always striving to at least get one. Yeah, I just want one. Like, right. I mean, can I get like a, like a, like a partial point for participation? Like, well, well, and what I think hosed all of us over was this Maleficent Joker situation at number one and number two. I think we all. Eh, maybe all of us. Not quite. Oh, <laughs> my bad. My mistake. <laughs> Oh, you can hear the oh, eye roll I have yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, eye rolls made noises. Right I'm like, oh, no wonder he sounds like yeah. a smug prick. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if ahead, eye rolls can make us, a David. sound. Like, go ahead. Lay it on us, David. Like, exactly so how David. close were you? Yeah. He's done now. He's over. Well, Michelle, you uh, also unfortunately didn't get any points this weekend. Goose egg. Damn you, Maleficent. Uh, Bobby, um, looks like you pulled in one point for, what was it, uh, Countdown at number five. Woo, woo, Bobby got one. And David, <laughs> David what did David get? I, uh, I got Joker correct at number one. I got Maleficent correct at number two. That was it in terms of where they placed. But it looks like I got the bonus. Bastard. So that puts me at four points. Bastard. 
You know what's crazy about that is I took a lot of time before I put my picks in because I kept waffling back and forth on Maleficent and Joker. I didn't know which one would come out on top. And I just, I guess I went with Maleficent because I figured it was its second week and maybe some more families would come out in the second week. And with Joker being on its fourth week, I just figured it would start winding down a little bit more, just at least to where I felt like Maleficent would kind of get the edge. But I mean, obviously, based on those numbers you just said, it, it really was super close. So, you know, as funny as that also. Had it gone the other way, I put Maleficent at $20 million, so it would have been pretty close to getting that bonus on that as well. But, yeah. Or would have got it. I mean, yeah, you basically... It, it did pull, you know, within $2 million of $20 million, yeah. even at number two. But, I guess, by rules, I guess? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, if it happens by some miracle to switch, we would ex- we would pretty much... Swap switch. points. No, yeah, points, yeah. I think, at that point. Yeah, so that could happen. I guess we'll we'll see what the actuals are. We'll tweet about it if something changes. But I clearly put way too much faith in Maleficent too. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just I guess I just assume. I mean, I don't yeah. anyway, it was a tough. I even tweeted this was a tough one. I was kind of torn when I made my predictions, and I even yeah, I didn't even know about. I, you know, you saw I put black and blue at five. I think purely because I had been watching some TV this week where I felt like I was seeing a decent amount of commercials for it. I was like, I feel like there's some marketing out here for this. Maybe people will be like, hey, I want to go see that. Mm. But yeah, mm. not so much. Uh, what do we got next weekend? We Terminator. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Terminator. The movie you really Dark want to fate. see now. You can't wait. Bring it, I'm, bring it, bring it. I'm for a good thing. Just saying. I haven't seen it myself. Am I the only one? That's Motherless Brooklyn's coming out too. Haven't seen too many commercials for Motherless Brooklyn, which makes me think that it's more of an independent feel. But Motherless Brooklyn's right behind it. Right. Yeah, I don't have in front of me like how many theaters everything's opening up at. But uh, you know, on the old box office mojo, I could find that for you. But on the new one, <laughs> very uh, quickly, this could take a little bit. Maybe I'll find it by right. the end of the show. What the what the plan well, is for next weekend? While we, while we have some time, can I run down some things I've seen? I've been having this list for the last, I don't know, maybe two weeks or so. All because right. we haven't had a chance to talk about everything. So. You, got, you got 45 minutes to run through your list, man. <sighs> I won't take that long because I know I, I want to hear what you guys have seen. I'm sure you've seen some things as well. So I, I'm looking forward to hearing. And I'm sure maybe there might be some crossover, at least with me and Yasha, with some things. So. Uh, let me start with this movie I watched on Netflix called In the Tall Grass. Um, it's based on a Stephen King novel written by Stephen King and Joe Hill, his son. And it's about this area. I forget where it's at specifically located, but at, um, there's this area off the road where essentially it's like grass as tall as corn stalks. And this this brother and sister can stop the car because they hear or they're having some issues but they start to hear like a, a kid crying out for help in the grass and the moment they enter the grass they become it's like the rules and laws of physics sort of disappear because they become lost in the grass 
and anyone who goes in this grass gets lost. And it's obviously uh, an elements of horror and, and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I thought it was okay. It, it's kind of confusing because of the way that they have some of the the way time works within the grass and some of the things that they play around with in it. There are some cool moments of visual visually, but overall, I don't know. It just didn't really hit it for me. It was uh, the the I guess the best person in it was Patrick Wilson. He he's one of the mm-hmm. characters in this movie, and he was pretty good in it, but. Overall, it was just kind of subpar, I I thought. I mean, I think it's fine if you're trying to watch something that you haven't really seen that's on Netflix. It's it's one of those movies I I felt like. But, um, yeah, it's it's there for the watching. And what Uh, was that called again? In the Tall Grass. In the Tall Grass. Yeah. All right. And that's on Netflix. I was interested in watching that as well. I saw the trailer for it. It looked good. Yeah. it's it's not terrible. It's just I just thought like it could have stepped up its game a lot more, especially when you have a name like Stephen King attached and right. Joe Hill. So yeah, it's yeah. not horrible by any means, but it could have been better. Um, another Netflix thing I started watching maybe I think a couple weeks ago it started. Uh, it's called Rhythm and Flow. And basically, the the idea behind this show is if it was American Idol for hip hop, because it's got these three judges, which are T.I., Chance the Rapper, and Cardi B, and they go around different cities like Atlanta, New York, um, Chicago, and L.A. to find all these different people who have skill in hip hop and rapping, and they whittle it down just like an American Idol, and then eventually pick the winner. And I think if the first week it came out, the first four episodes were available. And then I think the second week it came out, another four were put out. And then I think it finished off this past week. But there's 10 episodes total. And I was into it. I really liked it. it it's um, kind of still has that American Idol feel. You get to learn about the contestants and their story and, and who they are as people. And a lot of them have some really good skill. I wouldn't. I, I could easily see the people that were made it to the finals having some sort of career, if not now, then sometime in the future with a little bit more polish. But yeah, I really liked it. So if they do a second season, I'll definitely check that out. You know what made me really feel old last night? Really quick, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, I turned on uh, SNL kind of Mm. in the middle of the show. I didn't see Mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, I didn't know anything about what was going on that night. And I watched a couple segments. You didn't know who that was. I was like, who is this guy? Oh, wow. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> who was it? You who didn't realize that it was it him? Been Chance, it's Chance the Rapper. He was uh, hosting well, and the musical guest for uh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. And that, this is the funny thing. Then they get oh. to his performance and he's got a hat on. I'm like, oh, with a hat on. I totally get who this guy is. Something about without a hat oh, on. Oh, okay. I, I didn't recognize mm. it. Yeah, that, that hat is kind of iconic. You know what's funny is, like, David, you're not, you're not alone. Like, honestly, if I were to see him, I might not have known who it was right off the bat either. See, he, I do know because, well, one, because of his style of music is a little bit different than most rappers that are out. Yeah. But he has a distinctive look about him, especially when he has the hat because he almost always has the hat. But, um... It's just that he has sort of a, like a, a no, I, I keep, 
the word normal wants to come out, but that's as if I'm seeing all the other rappers out there look abnormal. But, you know, they all sort of <laughs> right. have a specific kind of look to them nowadays, whereas he kind of just looks like this clean cut kind of guy mm -hmm. that you could see just being out and about. And so that's why I kind of recognize him as being that way, because he, he kind of stands out for kind of looking in a way that a lot of rappers don't. So, Right. Yeah. OK. No, I, I recognize him. OK. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and his song is, or at least one of his bigger songs is like that No Problems song that I think most people have at least heard on the radio that you would probably recognize if you heard it, if you didn't even know that it was him. But but yeah, the show was pretty good. So I would suggest it if you're into hip hop and want to see something in that American Idol format. So Rhythm and Flow, that's also on Netflix. Yes. Mm hmm. Um. Another movie that just kind of came out on Netflix, but I actually had a chance to see it a few weeks ago, is Dolomite Is My Name. Um, I got a chance to go to the Alamo Draft House in L.A. and check that nice. out. Nice. Yeah, so that was my first experience going to an Alamo Draft House. And I have to say, it's pretty dang good. Um, it not only is the decor of the, the theater really kind of, you could get lost in it because they have these full-size, like, painting-size um, posters of different movies from back in the day and currently. And it's just like you want to walk around. It's like looking at an art museum for movie posters in a way. And it's really cool just to go around and look at that. And then the actual layout of the theater is made in such a way to where... It's it's made for people to order food and drinks and for the people who come in, the staff, to not be obtrusive in a way because it's kind of like the seats are elevated compared to kind of the walkway of where people would go to get to their seat. So that's kind of where the, the, the people that are on the staff walk. So it's really cool, the layout of it. And when the movie itself starts, there's like a, a message that comes up and says... Uh, at this point, you can't be arriving late to the theater after this point and uh, no talking whatsoever. If you're talking, then you will be asked to leave with no refund. I think it said no refund. <laughs> so it was kind of like, yeah, they're, they're real serious about it. And um, I think that really helped the movie going experience just because everybody who's going there kind of knows what the deal is. So you're not there with kids crying, people on their cell phones. It was just a really good experience. And the movie itself, I super enjoyed. I had a good time watching it. I laughed a lot. Um, Wesley Snipes had me cracking up because of the character he plays. Eddie was good in it as well as uh, Rudy Ray Moore. And um, the experience of getting to see it in a theater was cool because everybody was into it and laughing and, and sharing in that the experience of watching this. So even though it's available on Netflix, I was glad that I got a chance to see it in the theater. So that is on Netflix now, though. Yes. All right. Nice. Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name. And. Oh, sound like you're about to say something, Yasha. No, I mean, I, I, you can go ahead. I was just going to talk a little bit about Dolomite, too, because I actually got a chance to watch yeah, that as well. please, please. But go ahead. No, 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 please do. No, I mean, no, no, I mean, no, like, I mean, Bobby's not wrong. Like, I watched it as well, and I really enjoyed it. Um, 
honestly, I didn't realize, I knew he was iconic, uh, Rudy Raymore, but I didn't know how quite iconic he really was. <laughs> oh my gosh, excuse That's... me. <laughs> so sorry, excuse me. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but he was a big deal, and he everything that he did was really kind of impressive um, when it came to him, his story of just trying to be larger than life. And when he figured out how to do it, he really lived it, and he really did it. And I thought the show was great. I thought the movie was good. Uh, yeah, Bobby's not wrong. Wesley Snipes was fantastic in the movie. He was a spectacular prick, but he was so good in the movie. <laughs> Like really, really good, and it's like it, it. Anytime I really enjoy a movie to that extent, and I know it's based off true, I find myself falling down a black hole of just like reading and le- looking up all of these real life characters of if how accurate they were and how true to form and everything like that. And you know, everything that I kind of came across, it really was close to true to form, if not exactly how it went down. Um, and I, I dig that. I dig that when they stay that close to the chest when they make a movie like this. And, you know, it made me actually want to do some more research and actually watch some of these old Dolomite movies. Like, I would try to watch them when I was a kid. And they are so not meant for anybody under the age of, like, 18. <laughs> no, like, not no. even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And I would, I do remember getting in trouble for being told to turn it off when I was young. Because the language is language is abrasive, the nudity, the sex scenes, everything is just so over the top. Um, but it, man, it, if if I didn't enjoy the hell out of that movie, it made me want to learn more about Rudy Ray Moore and his quest for basically, you know, film or domination. But in the in the end, all you know, finding a genre and finding a, a world that he kind of fit in and fit well, he just said. I'm going to do this and I'm going to crush it. And he did. It was impressive and it was commendable. Yeah. And, that's. Oh, great. No, I was just going to say, and the story itself was really, really interesting. Really, really interesting. I did dig it. I would say, yeah, I, I didn't get too much into the aspects of it. And you put it very well in terms of uh, summing it up and just talking about the actual story of it, because what he did was impressive for someone who came from nothing and especially during that time. And you see some of the aspects of his character and you, you would understand that a lot of people wouldn't give this guy a chance just because of based on what he was trying to go for, he just didn't have the look or the sound or whatever. And so it, it, it was an uphill battle, but yeah, it's like through his own <laughs> tenacity and force of will he just made it happen manifested it so it, it is a pretty cool kind of uplifting story in that way and it's and it's like yasha said to it makes you want to go and watch the actual movies that the his this story is based off of just because um it's just so wild to think like these were actual movies and some of the lines of dialogue and the, the fighting and stuff is just is nuts. So it just makes you kind of want to go back and appreciate it for uh, what it is and, and how people were able to accept it on its own terms even back then. Yeah, and how fast he blew up when he found this this niche that he was or this, you know, alter ego or personality to just kind of like and have him blow up like he was. Like, I mean, there's a scene in the movie where he, you know, they're trying to film. And he's like, well, we don't have any power. He's like, we'll make a phone call. He's like, before, just climb up there and steal the power and just plug into basically a building next door. And that's how they managed to film 
in their building was stealing electricity from the the, the neighbors. Like that blows my mind. Like I was like, that's crazy, and I can see them actually doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely uh, check that out. I mean, I think this is a nice little comeback for Eddie Murphy, who has been away for a little while, and this is his ramp-up to getting back into the groove before uh, Coming to America 2 happens next year, and his SNL um, hosting is, I think, December 24th or somewhere around there this year. So, yeah, it's nice, uh, nice little comeback ride for him. And... Another movie on Netflix that I watched was El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. And this is the movie that takes place after the events of Breaking Bad series finale that ta- that shows essentially what happened to the character of Jesse Pinkman, played by Aaron Paul. And this movie kind of came out of nowhere. It was one of those things where it seemed like Aaron Paul was hinting at the fact that there was a movie and then um, it, it just sort of popped up with a trailer and then they were like, okay, here's the movie coming out in like a few weeks. So check it out. So it was kind of a cool thing that they were able to do this on the low without a lot of people knowing about it and being able to make this. And obviously Vince Gilligan, who is the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul is involved in this and he wrote it and directed it. And I would say I'm still trying to uh, wrestle through how I feel about it because it's this thing that is, I I think when you see this series finale of Breaking Bad, you kind of um, imagine what the rest of the story looks like after it cuts. And so having this movie... I don't know that it changed any perception of what I thought would happen, but it just sort of explains it in a way. It's kind of like an epilogue in a way. And while I appreciate it being back in the world of Breaking Bad and seeing Jesse Pinkman's character again, some of it still felt like it was unnecessary. But then there's some of it that feels really cool to see and and get fleshed out in certain scenes especially with one character who was kind of um, in the past series, uh, someone that bumped up against Jesse Pinkman's character. It was kind of interesting to see uh, those two characters back together again because they go through flashbacks within within the, um, the two hours of the, the movie and showing you stuff that they never showed in the show itself. So there's flashbacks to that and then the present. And... Um, yeah, overall, I think it's if you're a Breaking Bad fan, I, I would suggest that you watch it because it's still part of the overall canon of the series. I just don't know that they had to do it, but, you know, it still felt kind of good to have something from that world again. So it's very hard to nail it down in terms of um, it's sort of a fight between. Was it necessary, but was it good kind of thing? And, and it's like, I don't know that it was necessary, but it was still pretty good. So it's kind of a hard thing to uh, kind of put into words. But obviously, if you've watched Breaking Bad, then I think that this is sort of a no-brainer that you have to watch uh, this Breaking Bad movie. 
So yeah, so I felt I I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt it was a little slow on some aspects of it, but I felt like this this whole movie was really just Vince Gilligan's way of, of probably getting bombarded with questions of like what happened to Jesse, and he's like, okay, let's address what happened to Jesse, because all you do is see Jesse drive off basically into the the night. And we never hear or see from him again. And maybe the movie wasn't warranted or needed, but at the same time, I felt that it offered a really nice resolution and full circle for the character. Um, just kind of giving him a little bit of a more of a completion opposed to just there or just, you know, having coming up with your own summation as to what it is. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. Anybody that watches or watch the Breaking Bad movies, I think this would be a nice way of, like, if you ever had the question of, like, what happened to Jesse, this will answer that. Speaking of which, Michelle, you mentioned off-air before we started talking about uh, the binging of Breaking Bad. Uh, okay, <laughs> what were so, you going to say? So, one, it, it's not going well right now because... There's just been so many things. Um, and I know that you, October happened. Yeah, basically October's <laughs> happened. Um, so I know that that's the one that you kind of assigned to David and kind of me too. Mm-hmm. And I kind of go back and forth on if I should jump in on there or not. Part of me is like, oh, it'd be simple because then I can watch it with David. But another part of me is like, maybe I should have my own. And because like you're watching West Wing, Bobby, and I forgot what Josh is watching. What, what are you watching, Yasha? As far as like just television shows, I don't think we no, gave him any. No, for yeah, you, yeah, because he wasn't on that episode yeah. when we talked about it. What are we getting, Yasha, for binge my Merry Little Christmas? What's, what's he getting? Have yourself a Merry Little Bingemas. Yeah, what is Yasha getting? What's uh, his show? You're gonna binge something. Oh no. So David's got Breaking Bad, and I kind of have Breaking Bad, but I've had a good friend of mine today, and she's like, "You really need to watch Shit's Creek." Like, she thinks it's amazing, and I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I'm kind of thinking maybe I should watch Shit's Creek and do something different. Yeah, go for it. Some kind please, of back and please, forth. please watch Shit's Creek. Please. Mm. I watched that show, and I absolutely adore it. You will love that show. See, it is so yeah. damn good. And it's not for not wanting to watch it. It's just that when it comes to time, there's just other things. That I'm like, I just don't know. But for for our Christmas binge challenge... Maybe I'll do that one. All right. Shit's Creek. That's you. Yeah. And the sad thing is knowing I'm, I'm probably going to wind up watching Breaking Bad on, you know, December 20th when you start firing it up, David, to binge it. <laughs> is it really going to be that late? <laughs> My goodness. Wow. Well, so. Where are, where are you on West Wing, Bobby? Yeah. I had to take a pause once the new season of shows started, so I probably haven't watched anything new in maybe three weeks, but I think I left off mid-season of season two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, because like I've mentioned before, because I'm trying to catch up to the podcast that I'm going to go see live, I'm still trying to finish that up. Right now, I'm about midway through season six. And I will say, again, I have seen these episodes of West Wing, but it's, it's it was like once. <laughs> One time when they first released, probably. And yeah, I really... I remember them, but I don't. And as I'm watching them, especially, I will say season six, I'm like, 
hey man i'm i'm like man i want to watch the next episode you're invested what season five Wait. season five Wait, i you? was kind of funky on i was like oh it's the first season without aaron sorkin it's the show is different i i said my piece a couple episodes ago but season six i'm not you know it's still not aaron sorkin but with that said it's it it's the kind of it, it turns into the kind of season where you're like all right next episode next episode i want to see what happens the next i want to know what happens next like i'm I, I'm a lot more invested now. Hmm. Well, now that puts me in a quandary because you were like pretty adamant about the fact that I, I should only just watch the first four seasons. And yeah, if I can, maybe watch the other two or whatever. Or, or oh, three. Three. Yeah. three. Yeah. But then now you're saying season six seems to be pretty good. So I'm like, oh, man. Now you should finish it, too. I mean, oh, I, yeah. you know, however much you can get. To, I, well, Bobby, you could watch 10, 10 seasons of this before say. Christmas. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I definitely watch the first four, but keep watching it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now to throw pressure back on Yasha. Yasha, what's a TV show that's crazy popular that for whatever reasons you've not been able to watch that you're like, maybe I can watch some of this? Like, do you have any? God, in your I don't head? know. Like, I. That's why I hesitate. I can't think of anything Yasha's off the top of my head. Mm. I'm pretty good about watching some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, don't you think? Like, what did you say, Bobby? Like, I'm pretty good about, like, if something's no, really Yeah, popular. I would. I would agree. I mean, that's why I didn't like think of anything for you because, well, a couple of reasons, really. One, because I couldn't think of anything you haven't really sort of uh, expressed interest in and not seen. And secondly, because I know during a NFL season, your schedule gets a little bit more hectic. So I didn't know how much time you'd have. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's hard. Binge worthy television. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um, um, yeah, maybe I'll maybe have by to the end of this episode, it. we'll think we'll we're all keep thinking as we continue to chat. Yeah, here. yeah. Because I'm now I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like what are the shows I absolutely love other than West Wing <laughs> that I can recommend that he watched that maybe he hasn't seen. But right now I'm yeah. Like I just did a, a Google a quick Google search and for stuff that's like binge worthy TV shows, and I literally have watched all of these. Mm. Um, save like this is like, like Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, Orange is the New Black. Stop watching that. Have no desire to go back. Black Mirror, <laughs> The Walking Dead, The Good Place, House of Cards. Never finished the last season. Um, Riverdale. Not going to do that. I have no interest whatsoever no. in that. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes, done that. Arrested Development. Done that. How wants the Crown? Mm. Oh. You know, that might be a good one. That'd be an easy... I mean, it wouldn't... You wouldn't have too much to watch. It's two seasons... Well, and he... And it's like what Bobby's saying. He's got NFL season oh, going right. for him. That's so what I'm saying. So two seasons for him would work out really well for him. Ooh, maybe we should give you the crown. Yeah. Especially because season three is coming out soon. Very Yay. soon. The crown and there's... I, I was watching... Even Sabrina uh, is on here. Sabrina. The Netflix one. Sabrina. I, I watched that for a while. That's really good. I really was really into Peaky Blinders, and I'm sorry that I just I yeah. kind of dropped the ball on that sure. one because that was a damn good one. Yeah, I kind of dropped that one too, and I was enjoying it, but I think just life kind of got in the way with that one. Um, oh, I kind of yeah. like the idea That's of giving really Yasha the crown. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of giving Yasha the crown, especially because season three is coming out. It's up to you. I've never watched That's... The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, hmm. no, I would say crown over that. 
Okay. I mean, right. for me, so I would say is. that's actually a hard oh, one. Yeah. But yeah. I would say just because it's heavy. Oh. I will, because uh, I wanted to watch The Crown. I wanted to watch The Crown, and then Michelle, when you started talking about how much you enjoyed it, I really wanted to watch The Crown. So I was definitely into the idea of doing that. So I think that would be right. a really good one I'll, for you. Uh, watch The, the Crown. Crown. And I think again, like with your time, you know, that you have, I think that would be a good one for you. That would you, you should be able to do the two seasons by the time Christmas is here. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right. Yeah. I can make right. that happen. Crown it is, unless we think of something else before the end of this episode. <laughs> but Correct. It's the crown. I was actually thinking Handmaid's Tale for a second, but that one well, is, is a, ooh, that one gets heavy sometimes. All right. So back to you, David, real quick. Like, <laughs> at what point do you think you like might even start with one episode, let alone? <laughs> uh, I would uh, honestly say probably early November. Like after okay. Halloween, and yeah. when I I made the joking comment about October happened, it just it's a crazy month, like with Halloween and just doing stuff. It, it I don't know how it is in California, but you know it, in in Orlando, this is like the time when it's like the weather is finally becoming bearable, depending on the year. Yes. Yeah. depending some on the October's year. Some, are some than Octobers others. are really pretty good. Some are not so great. Some last year was a terrible weird. October. Oh god, it was so freaking hot forever last year. This year hasn't been too bad. This year, it's like it's okay, okay, I can. It's not good yet, but it's getting there. Oh, those two days and, that we had in the teens were amazeballs. And and thus because of that, October is this month where it's just like every weekend. There's just so many fun things happening around town outside, mm. like. Yeah. Every place is doing events and There's fall thing. things. And even though we don't really have a fall here, we tried our best to mimic fall. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it's trying to get out and do things with the kids. And then we, yeah, we got frequent fear passes for Halloween Horror Nights. So we've been going to that. Magic started, magic um, games. Magic season started, which I have tickets to now. And it's just been busy but it's yeah busy. after halloween i intend to start even though i'm still watching west wing to try to catch up with the podcast i intend to start breaking bad probably very early november cool i'm not i'm not gonna wait because i know when i also need to get in gear of start watching For a lot movies. of these movies that i have yep. been missing mm. i mean that's the other thing about october that's just terrible there's movies right now in the theater that i'm dying to see that i have not seen just because i haven't time to go to a movie theater uh, we have the parasite or yeah, parasite showing parasite. nearby. I, I want to go see that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The lighthouse got released, didn't it? Or yeah, it I, did, yeah. I really want to go see that. <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff that needs. I mean, to I'm happen. the same way. I was trying to see. Um, I was trying to see Jojo Dan, uh, Jojo Rabbit this afternoon. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that hasn't I mean, here yet. Playing. That's playing three miles away from me, and I just didn't get a chance to do it today. So many things. Oh, so I, I guess let me just sort of finish off these other ones real quick. I'll okay. sort of kind of go through them pretty fast. So another uh, TV series I just started watching on USA Network is Treadstone. And if you are familiar with the Jason Bourne series, you know that that is the project that created him into becoming the super spy. And this TV series basically takes place in the present. So um, after the events of all the Bourne movies have happened, I believe, and um, something seems to happen where it looks like this Treadstone project has been revived and 
all these sleeper cell type uh, Jason Bourne types are being awakened for some purpose that we don't know. And if you are into the action that you normally would see in a Jason Bourne movie, I would say it has elements of this, but being on a TV budget, it's not as um, as thoughtful, I guess, as the action was in um, Jason Bourne movies. But it's not bad, and I, I do still kind of like the overall mystery of what's going on here. So um, I've only watched the first episode. There are two episodes in. So I, I think I'm going to stick with it and see see where it goes. But So for now, uh, I would say if you're interested in the Jason Bourne and, and sort of a serialized aspect of that story with different type of people like Jason Bourne, then maybe just at least check out the first episode and see what you think. Uh, Movie-wise, I did actually go see some movies. Uh, there's one new release that, David, you mentioned that came out this week, which was Black and Blue, which is with uh, Tyrese Gibson, Naomi Harris, and Mike Coulter, Frank Grillo. Um, it's about this cop. Naomi Harris plays a cop who is sort of a rookie and she gets involved in an incident where uh, her body cam records some dirty cops doing something they shouldn't be doing. And now they have, dis- they, they discover that she is there and try and kill her, but it, she doesn't die when she, on, on upon initial them, initially them trying to kill her. So she's now tries to um, escape and get from, where she is sort of in bad neighborhood area to the precinct to essentially upload this uh, cam footage and expose these dirty cops. And it plays out in concept like something that would be pretty thrilling to watch. But in execution, I would say it's okay. I think it left a lot of uh, aspects of what could be good about some of the, the... the themes that they were trying to explore where she's this African-American woman, but she's a cop. And is she supposed to be on her people side or should she be on the police side? I mean, they kind of skim over those themes. They don't really delve too deep into them, but uh, it's very much one of those movies where you can kind of guess the beats of it. And so it feels more like something that probably would have been better watched at the comfort of your own home than maybe in the theater. Uh, it's not terrible, but yeah, it's not something worth rushing out to go see. And you another know, movie. I was just going to say real quick, I, I heard that, um, that that movie black and blue was basically like, it was like a big missed opportunity. Like it could have been something really good, a really good conversational piece for everybody. And it turned out that just kind of, Misses the mark in a lot of ways, but it's one of those movies that's like, this could have been really quite good and quite interesting and really could have sparked a really good conversation. There's a movie actually coming out pretty soon that I want to see really bad, which is Slim and Queen. Yeah. Queen Queen and Slim. Exactly. Queen and Slim. And let me tell you, I want to see that one so bad. And I feel like that one's going to be one of those films that's going to really spark a good conversation. Like yeah. It's going yeah. to be really. Anyways, sorry, random. Thought no, process. go ahead. Absolutely, I agree. Um, another movie we just sort of skimmed over and talked about. I got to see was uh, the Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. 
And it's about these two lighthouse keepers that are on this island. And uh, I guess the time that they have to spend there is maybe roughly around two months. And it's just them. And so it kind of plays into the aspects of what happens when you're kind of isolated for that long and, and really are kind of more so deprived of certain things. And the mind starts to play tricks on you or, or does it kind of thing. So this is actually the first thing I've really seen Robert Pattinson act in. And all for all intents and purposes, I think he does a great job with the acting. And so does Willem Dafoe. It's almost like watching a two-man play because it's really for the entirety of the movie, just these two guys for the most part. And it's just them acting off of one another. And... Um, it's such a weird movie because there's a lot of things that go on in it that um, it's just thematically uh, out there in a way and, and visually a lot of di- different things happening that it just kind of makes you wonder what what's real, what's not, uh, certain things that are happening on the, on the island. It, it's It kind of transfixed you in a way. And I don't know that I could recommend this for everyone because it's it's such an odd movie. I mean, it's black and white. It's sort of it seems like it's four three ratio that it's played in. So everything about it sort of screams indie. But it's such an interesting movie in in a lot of ways to where you watch it and you're like, what did I just watch? And then you're kind of thinking, on the other hand. Maybe I need to see that again because there's so much going on in it without a lot going on in it. And it sounds so weird to say, but uh, it's minimalistic. But there's so many other aspects that go into it that makes it kind of interesting. So I still don't know exactly how I feel about it. Like, I know I didn't like I know I didn't uh, hate it or anything, but I wouldn't go so far as to say I loved it. But it it's. I, I appreciate it because it's so different and uh, there's no other movie out there like it and, and what it's trying to get at and, and story-wise. I just kept thinking like, man, someone actually, uh, and, and the writers are Max Eggers and Robert Eggers, and I was like, someone actually wrote this. Someone thought of this in their head and, and put this down and decided to make this. And it's just such a strange thing when you're thinking about it from those terms because it's so out there as far as making this into a movie. But it's well acted, obviously. I mean, these two people are in the top of their game, especially Willem Dafoe. It seems like he's had this huge resurgence in the last few years where he's just been picking excellent project after excellent project. So um, he's great in it as well. So I don't know. It's just it's this a weird movie that I, I kind of have like a, a soft spot for it where I would want to see it again, just because it's just so different. And I know that doesn't make sense, but it, no, is what it, it is. the funny thing is that sounds like the witch for me and it's the same director. Mm. And like, I, 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 I've been dying to watch the witch again, especially now with the Halloween season. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. itching to watch it. It's been a while. I have a witch mondo print here on my wall <laughs> like but when you do but when i saw the movie the first time i remember finishing it going i'm not sure what to think of that like, right. like mm-hmm. i think mainly because i 
maybe had an impression in my mind of the kind of movie I was getting to getting into. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that movie. It was different, but yeah, it sounds like the same kind of reaction. Mm. Like I had to that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I would suggest, um, if you have an interest in it to watch it because you're going to be in for a different kind of experience. It's not anything else out there that you can compare it to it's 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 definitely it's its own thing so um i'd say take that as you will and uh one of the other i guess last movie that i saw was the aforementioned jojo rabbit and this is taika waititi directed by and stars scarlett johansson sam rockwell rebel wilson and roman griffin davis as the young boy who plays jojo and the story is about this young kid who is in Hitler's army as a sort of like a young boy in, in, in the army. And he he has this imaginary friend that is Hitler. And he discovers one day that his mom, played by Scarlett Johansson, is hiding a young Jewish girl in, in their house. And um, the young Jewish girl is played by Thomasin McKenzie. And I, when I saw her in the movie, I was like, I know her from somewhere, but I, I couldn't remember where exactly until I came home and looked it up on IMDb. And she was in Leave No Trace that came out, I think it was maybe last year, that I really remember liking a lot and that had Ben Foster in it. And so she's a little bit older now and you can kind of see that. But she is, um, this movie is is very it's it aims at comedy for sure but it has moments of real i guess um weightiness to it to where it 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 treats this material in a way that's very satirical but then it also makes sure to not just um not just over overlook things and and gloss over some of the the horror of living in a time where Hitler was persecuting Jewish people and, and stuff like that. So it, it rides a fine balance and it's impressive, honestly, in, in the way that Taika is able to make such a, a, a telling story and, and heartwarming story wrapped around such a, a um, you know, a, a, a subject that most people don't want to really think about or, or face. And, I was skeptical going into it, honestly, because I was like, well, how can you do this? And how, how are you able to pull this off? And I will say the crowd that I watched it with was eating it up with a spoon. It was just like, you know, they were loving it throughout, cracking up and laughing. And I would, I thought maybe I enjoyed it less than everyone else around me because I was mostly smiling at things, not necessarily laughing out loud. But there was definitely a, um, one character who had me laughing almost every time he said something, which is played by uh, JoJo's best friend. His best friend in the movie is Yorkie and as played by Archie Yates. That little kid like everything he said was golden to me. It was just, he had me actually laughing out loud. Whereas most of the other parts of the movie, there was definitely things that had me laugh out loud, but most of the time I was just smiling at it. Whereas the crowd around me seemed to be just loving it to the nth degree. So 
I would say it's absolutely a hit. It, it, I can see why so many people are loving it. And I think it's one of those movies where, uh, based on the subject matter, it, it could be difficult in terms of getting someone into the theater to see it. But I think once you get in there and see what Taika's doing with the movie, you can't help but to appreciate it and, and have fun with it and, and enjoy it. Well, that's exciting to hear, and I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll dig it, Yasha, for sure. I think you guys will too if you can make it out to the theater and in time to see it. I, I mean, I, what's a place here? God, yeah, yeah, I've been dying to see this film for so long, like so ridiculously long. I've I oh god, it looks so good. And well, the last thing I want to talk about, actually, I want to hear your guys' thoughts because you already mentioned it, mm-hmm. and that's Watchmen that came and premiered on HBO last Sunday and a new episode is tonight. So the next uh, episode is on right now. It's on right now. It's literally on right now. Like as soon as we finish recording this, David and I are going to fire that bad boy up. Well, based on that actual expression you just used, I'm guessing you actually liked the first episode, Michelle. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I actually really loved it. And like, it's funny because I mean, in all honesty, I've I've not read any of the books. The only Watchmen information I have is that film that came out a few years ago. That's the only information or history that I have in regards to uh, this comic. And well, now this show, and so watching it, I was like, "What is going on?" And I was like, "This is really interesting." Like, it caught me off guard how how much it sucked me in so quickly. And I'm so, I'm, I have so many questions and I'm so like, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, you know, should I look at things on the internet and try to learn a little bit? And part of me's like, no, maybe I should not. And just kind of enjoy the ride as it goes. So right now I'm currently in the, I'm, I'm watching the episodes and that's all I'm doing. Cause I just want to kind of enjoy it. But I will say I, I am kind of itching to know more information, but I'm also kind of like, no, I kind of just want to enjoy each one unfold. So no, I personally, I, I loved it, but I'm I'm baffled and confused and happy, and I and and, and, I, and I'm loving every moment of it. Honestly, that's where I'm at. What did you feel, David? Uh, same boat. I mean, and I go into it with the same perspective as you, Michelle. I I know the Zack Snyder film. I had never read the graphic novel. Um, with that said, I'm reading it now. Uh, I, I downloaded it on Comixology <laughs> this week, especially because on Comixology, of course, it's on sale. There's like an HBO right, kind of right. uh, version of it on out there now. It was like six bucks to download the whole thing. So I started reading it this week because now I'm kind of curious, knowing that this, uh, from my understanding, is more of in the world of the comic and not so much the movie that we know. Mm-hmm. Even right. though, I mean, based on some imagery I've already seen in that first episode, it seems to kind of tie into the movie we know. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I also haven't tried to dig too much into like, you know, the production of it and and why because I don't want certain things kind of spoiled, mm-hmm. certain appearances of people and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I I really dug it. It, it, especially because I, I'm kind of the sa- same boat as you. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on now in this world? Like, <laughs> I know the world I left at the end of that movie, and now right. I'm like, what is happening here? Right. <laughs> so 
No, I, I'm digging it so far, but it's just been one episode. Yeah. Joshua, did you get a chance to watch it? Of course. Oh, well, nice. Josh is like, uh, hello. Uh, um, I dug it. Really liked it. Kind of took away from it. Um, I ended up actually watching a video beforehand. It's like everything that you need to remember before you watch um, mm-hmm. Watchmen. And I did. I don't know why I don't typically do that, but I did this time. And I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought the the social aspects of it was good. Really, some really cool surprises uh, throughout the entire show. And I'm it like you, Michelle. I think I'm just left with a lot of questions, mostly just kind of pertaining is like, where's this going to go? Like, what's the end game with this? Or you know, what's who's the bad guy? Or where is this going in the direction? And you know, who are they going to introduce? as next characters i'm just really intrigued like i dig it i dig it a lot yeah i mean any anyone that's listening if you are thinking that you know right now we're sounding kind of vague it's because honestly i feel like if we talk too much about what we've seen it kind of spoils it like you really just need to watch the show like it's i don't know it's 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 different it's a different america than what we're currently living in. This is basically like a different version of it's history. It's an alternate reality. It's an alternate reality. And and I really just don't want to get too much into it, but it's like you watching it, I will say like there's a lot of current social connotations in it, a lot of old like past and current and things that I don't know, it's just it's a really good conversation piece that we really can't talk too much about because we'd be spoiling things for anybody listening. And I just if, if you're listening to this thinking, wow, they sound excited, but they're all being really secretive and vague. It's because it's, it's like Fight Club. Like, you really can't talk about it. <laughs> you want to talk about it, but you really shouldn't because it could spoil things. Yeah. And I will say... There's just so much going on. Yeah. That, that even though there's a ton going on, the, we're almost all in the same boat. Because one, for anyone that's not familiar with The Watchmen... Um, even though it's a graphic novel, it, it's it doesn't have superheroes in it in the traditional sense where there's people mm-hmm. with powers. Um, there are people who are supposed to be looked as superheroes, but not with any specific like abilities and stuff like that. But well, hmm, well, there I guess there's a, a sort of an exception to that, but for the most part, yeah, yeah. and. Um, it, what, what you get in this is just this alternate world where you, things are slightly askew and what happens if those things that are slightly askew were able to play out. And so in this series, it takes place after the Watchmen comic and the events of that. So it's it's an interesting thing because we're in current day, but there's certain things that are missing if you pay attention, like the certain things within technology mm-hmm. it, there's no cell phones and stuff like that so but it, it, there's like little things that aren't quite like how our reality is and so there's a lot of interesting things and one thing that i hadn't known going into the episode was the first 10 minutes um even though it's played in this reality of this alternate world is based on true events that happen in our actual history and it's kind of crazy because it's one of those things that I think it caught a lot of people by surprise that they weren't aware of those events that happened in the, in the first 10 minutes in our history. Right. And so it's kind of done this thing of educating people while entertaining. And I would suggest 
very much so that it's it's one of those shows that you should check out because especially if you have HBO, I think it's worth uh, sitting down and watching, especially if um, you know you're you're someone that's thinking you don't want to watch a show with superheroes and capes and stuff like that. So maybe uh, Mr. Coppola might want to check this one out and see what he thinks. Yeah, they're almost like anti-heroes in a weird way, but not, but they are, but they're not. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to explain, but yeah. And like to touch on what you were saying about how the alternate universe, how the history is kind of weird. Like you hear the kids at one point, like saying the president's names in order. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> what? Like, it's interesting. And yeah. um, the only last thing I'll say about it, honestly, is I, I, Regina King. I just. Oh. Sweet God, that woman kicking ass in so (laughs) many ways. Just her performance and physically kicking ass. Like, just. She's so good. Dang, girl. So good. So good. good. Anyways, sorry. She's come a long way since 2007. She's she's come (laughs) a long way since we're back. But she's that woman. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely check that out for sure. For sure. Did anybody see Zombieland 2 or Maleficent 2? No? Did we not, not talk yet. about it? I saw Zombieland 2. I, I didn't have it written down. Man. All right. So yeah, I saw Zombieland 2 and just briefly, I think if you like Zombieland, you should watch Zombieland 2. In fact, I might say that I like Zombieland 2 more than Zombieland. What? It's no. it's super funny. I had such a good time watching that movie and just laughing out loud. And it's just fun. And, um, you know, maybe I would maybe need to go back and watch the first one to give a fair comparison as to, like, how it, if I really do think the second one is better. But I just think that I really remember uh, not laughing quite as much, ex- with the exception of certain things that happened in the first one. But um, as much as I did in this one, I just really had a, a good time with it. And there's, um, I think this actress, I want to I don't have it pulled up, but I think her name is Zoe Dutch that is in it. And she's like a scene stiller. I mean, she's so funny in, in the movie. And um, yeah, I think if you like the, the first one, you have to go see this one because it, it, it doubled down to me in terms of uh, a lot of the funny scenarios that they have going on in it. Uh, Yasha, did you watch it hang really quick that you wanted to bring up? Um, just, you know, we've already talked about it a little bit. I, I mean, the only thing that I really saw that was brand new was the Dolomite is my name one. Right. And I'm, that's about it. I mean, I'm staying consistent with some of my shows. So, and that's, I wish there was more excitement when it came to those. I'm right now. The most thing, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is Silicon Valley being back tonight. Yeah. Like that's. That's really where my head is at, and that's it. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I want to see Jojo Rabbit. That was on the list to go see to today, but I wasn't able to get to it. I was just was running around too long, and but I'm, you know, trying to get out there and see something, at least something new. I saw Dolomite, so that was something new, and I was happy with that. Uh, well, then one last thing, real quick. Uh, we got our Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker trailer this week. And tickets went on sale. What did everybody think of the trailer? Michelle? Uh, yeah, that trailer was was pretty freaking awesome. Um, 
Yeah. No, I, I, I was really excited by it. And I don't know. I, I, I've been pretty jonesing for this film. And it's almost like as much as I love this trailer, I didn't, I almost didn't need any trailers for this movie. Like I don't need trailers to see this film. I'm going to be seeing this film. Like it's going to happen. And so it's like, I don't really need anything to even amplify my excitement for it. But yet, yeah, no, I was really happy with it. Yeah, that's where I'm yeah, at. That's where you are. That's where I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited. And it, yeah, like I will say like there was a lot of memes that came out of it and I kind of like dumped a bunch of them on you guys and our, our little text thing that we yeah, have yeah. but one of my favorite memes that there is that that happens and it's a picture of like all of the star sh- all the star destroyers and the starships and everybody's coming to battle and and at the top of it it says lead cgi creator i'm sorry you want how many star destroyers and then it says jj abrams yes I just was like, this meme, meme yeah. captures everything I was thinking. I was going, holy shit, there's a lot happening in this shot. And then that meme comes out, and I was like, yeah, that sounds just about right how that conversation probably went. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll say real quick, I, I ended up watching it. I was a little back and forth just before it dumped. Oh, no. I was still like, oh, do, do I, you, do I really want to bother? And I was happy that uh, the trailer still shows us nothing about plot mm. uh it's just kind of a collection of imagery and and i i'm i'm good with that it doesn't need to show us any plot it's going to sell tickets people are going to go see it either way uh i mean if you're dying to see more i'm sure there's still an international trailer left to drop at some point that will probably show some scenes and shots that you didn't see in this trailer but otherwise like this is it and i'm good <laughs> And yeah. I'm all, I was also happy that I able to get tickets as easily as I got them. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, and that worked out pretty well. I was I was totally like, oh man, I'm not going to get to see this Thursday night. I'm going to have to wait till Friday, and then I'm going to have to like go completely off social media. But no, I got for showing Thursday middle middle of the theater, perfect. It's, they are spectacular. They're seats. they're perfect seats. Anyway, Ooh, which brings me to another quick topic. I know we're getting, I know we're really cutting it here. I know it's really long, but when we get back, when, when I find out what Bobby and Yasha think, I want to head back. To All right. Well, Bobby, what do you think of the trailer? So what I thought of the actual trailer, I thought it was fine. Um, I wasn't, um, it was missing something for me and it took me a little while to kind of figure out what it was. While I enjoyed all the different things I was seeing in the trailer visually, just the the way certain scenes look like they're set up, the way there's a massiveness to it all, uh, I think the thing I was missing was something similar to what I guess that first trailer gave us was like this sort of jaw-dropping moment where you're just kind of like, what? You know, and so... It didn't have that, and I guess I was expecting maybe something there, like one thing to get yeah. everyone sort of amped for I'm you, I'm yeah, going there. into it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but there's nothing bad in that trailer, and and what I do like about it is the fact that it gives nothing away still, and so we're going into it pretty clean. So I, I really appreciate that it, JJ was able to keep it close enough to the vest to where nothing has gotten out to. Now we're kind of expecting certain things. Then there's still the aspect of the emperor, but we still know nothing in terms of how he plays into all this. So there's still a lot to learn 
that we'll see once we actually sit down and watching it. But just within the trailer itself, I was hoping for that one last like, mm, you know, just to push push us through to the end. Yasha, thoughts? Yeah, I guess, you know, now that you think about it, there really wasn't that holy shit moment, like, you know, of excitement coming from that trailer. But in all honesty, I don't need a trailer. I'm going to go see the movie. I'm excited to see the movie. Just the hint and the, you know, tease of the aspect of the Emperor being back is enough for me. Um, I loved all of the Star, star the, the, the Starship Destroyers. The Destroyers, I should say. I loved all of that. Um but I, I'm, you know, I'm interested. I, I'm definitely excited. I, I haven't got my tickets, but I, I'm, I know that I'll be able to get my tickets. I'll figure it out. There are plenty of theaters around me with reserved seating that I'll be okay. And like, I mean, Bobby knows that when a big movie comes out around here, like they start showing movies almost 24 hours a day. I think they only close the theater for a couple of hours at times, like showing movies starting at two o'clock or one o'clock in the morning or seven or eight o'clock in the morning and i am that guy who will wake up and do that eight o'clock in the morning movie right well michelle you you had something you wanted to bring so up. what i was going to talk about was uh the amc membership the month uh, subscription the, that we have right. like, that we do, that you and i do they finally updated it the app and now you can connect entourage members to your account so that when you go to get your seat you can then like lock them in too and get their seats for them basically which yeah it's been the one thing missing from a list that i've been like (laughs) how have they not done this yet how have they not added this i can't believe it took them so long i mean i'm super happy they finally did it right and i mean to, to clarify if you're still unsure what we're saying like yeah like up until this point you and I, Michelle and I, we're, we're bought, seeing a lot of movies right, together. Right. We're buying tickets together. We're like sitting there next to each other or over text going, okay, uh, Row this F. is the showing. I'm going to take uh, F11. You take F12. And we're yeah. buying our tickets separately because we have our own A-list accounts. But right. now I was able to add you to my, you know, as you called it, the entourage. And mm-hmm. that's. And you're on my entourage list. So now I could just buy both of our tickets and my goes to my account. Yours uses your account and they're both free. Like we're not scamming the system. It still takes from your three a week. It still like takes that information into account. Like it's not like it's, it's nice. Like it's all. And the funny, the funny thing about the timing is that, yeah, you and I had to do that whole the routine every time we buy movie tickets. But for the most part, it's fine. Not the worst thing. The exception is. Star a movie Wars. like Star Wars Rise of Skywalker drops and I am like I have to get the tickets as quickly as possible. We can't play that game in that situation. Yeah. I mean, even you really literally can't because they do the whole like you're in line and okay, now it's your time. This is your cue. Like I knew going into buying those tickets the other night, I was going to have to pay for one of the tickets. I just was <laughs> like I want two tickets together. I'm going to use one as my A-list and the other one I'm just going to buy it. Like I Right. Just, that's because the way it, it is. Because it was literally Two days before they dropped that. <laughs> I know. And then a couple days later, they dropped God. this. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyways. I, I think the timing there was on purpose. <laughs> I wonder if it was, because let me tell you, it's oh, anyway, whatever. Anyways, it's, it's all good in the end. But I'm happy they finally did it. It's the one thing that I've been dreaming they would finally get their act together to do, and they finally did it. Like, there's a few things with the app and with the whole program that still needs some tweaking, but that's, honest to God, that was the big, 
Like, can we just get two people? Can, you know, like if I want to, like my mom has thought about doing it. And like, I'd be like, yeah, well, let's hook her. I'd hook her up into my entourage so that I can go see movies with her sometime. You know, right. like it would be nice to do that anyways. Right. Um, and you didn't see anything this week. And the only thing I saw this week isn't really a movie, but yeah. 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 Just Watchmen. And I'm about to go watch Watchmen right now. Watchmen again. Second and episode. then Silicon Valley. And then Silicon Valley. And then, yeah, go to work tomorrow. That's that's where I am right now. Yeah. It's all good. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's great. Everything's fine. It's awesome. Yeah. With that, we are going to have to get out of here. Uh, as always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. Please let us know what you think of the show. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Flickr underscore effect and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Flickr effect. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. See you.